0: Lifeway. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are launching into two questions every church or ministry should be asking. Now, granted, we're not going to cover two. Okay, well, let's back up.
1: Why are we asking these two questions? Why because are we asking these two questions?
0: That is a this good question.
1: is this is in response to the question everybody is asking us. Would you agree? That's right.
0: Yes. So, uh, just to set the stage a little bit, we have already. It's 2019. Um, at the time of this recording, it's been a couple of months into 2019, and we've already had the privilege, honor, of training thousands of pastors and leaders across the country. Now, is that
1: an exaggeration? That is not an under.
0: You, if you know me, I'm giving you less yes, than the actual yeah. numbers. That's less Well, than we're the, just
1: coming off of a training of over 400 right. just yesterday. Just yesterday so, that's right. Yeah. So
0: state of Mississippi, and then out in California, San Diego, Georgia, uh, uh, Southern California, really. So anyway, regardless of that, the, the reason that I'm throwing that number out there is a lot of these leaders are asking the exact same question. Yes. And everywhere we go to train, uh, it, we, we kind of joke about it a little bit. When it comes to Q&A, we already know. You know for Q&A, we could ask the questions
1: That's and right. answer them. I mean, <laughs> well, here's the funny thing about that. We always joke. There's about 20 or 25 questions. If you can figure out the answer to these 25 questions, and here's what's funny. We've trained all over the world. Right. I've trained in Greece. Uh, we've trained in the Dominican. We've trained we've in, in South America. we are trained in Ukraine. Uh, we've trained in the Middle East. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's always the same 20 or 25 questions. Questions, right. but this question is the number one question we get asked all the time. I mean, this we get asked this question everywhere, and I think this is the prevailing question everybody really wants is. to know. And that is, how do I create a system for making disciples, or how, a strategy, or a strategy? A strategy what right. is a strategy or a process? Would you agree to make disciples?
0: I think it is, and I think you know replicate exists largely because of this question. I mean, obviously we want to help churches make disciples, but the way that we help churches make disciples most is one, we just kind of remind everyone, call everyone back to the same thing that we need to be reminded of, that we need to be called back to, which is the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start yeah, <laughs> when yeah, you're thinking ministry. Pretty good. Uh, but we feel like we've got a great strategy uh, because it's not our strategy. It's the strategy Jesus used. So we try to help churches by saying, hey, let's return to what Jesus did and see if that won't work. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason we're sitting here. Let's use that Let's uh, kind of distill all the, the different contextual things out there and begin to talk about it. And so one of the things we've done, we actually just polled uh, almost 300 churches and church leaders have responded to this uh, with their biggest challenge and what's keeping them from getting there. Hmm. So we asked a twofold question, what is your biggest challenge? Like what would you like to see your church doing? Wow. Because if you think about it, we we assume at replicate churches want to make disciples. And and we hope that churches want to make disciples. But a lot of times if you look at what do you want to see your church doing? Some of those answers might differ a little bit. Now here's the reality. The mass majority want to make disciples. That's yeah. that's what yeah. they want to see their church doing. Yeah. But the different answer, so that, that's kind of the macro answer. And then uh, you, you just asked some other guys this, and, and we saw that uh, even a consultant mentioned recently in response to one of your uh, tweets about this question, that churches are dissatisfied with their strategy. Though they're
1: trying to fix it. They want
0: to fix it. Yeah. It's not like they're sitting there going, okay, our strategy is bad and we're okay with that. Okay. They want a better strategy, but they just aren't quite sure what to do or what's
1: working, so to speak. Okay. So let me tell you how, and you're thinking strategy process. My goal is to preach and pray. Okay. Yes. That's what God's called us to do, to preach and to pray. But you have to understand Jesus was meticulous in how he raised up disciples. So much so you and I are working on a new book resource that, uh, Will come out in a year, uh, year and a half. On on discipleship, and basically, right. what we're going to talk about there is Jesus taught seven principles yes. throughout his entire ministry. Did you know this? Think about this, if you're listening. Seven principles Jesus taught consistently over and over. Number one, how to communicate with the Father. Number two, how to depend upon God to do the work of God. I mean, he taught these principles over and over. He taught them in different sessions, uh, a, a different contexts, different circumstances, different seasons of ministry. So, if Jesus was meticulous about a process, if you will, for making disciples, shouldn't we adopt the same thing? Now, here's the challenge. Most of us don't realize it, have bad processes. Right. Right? Like everything we do is a process. Right. Another way to say it is an algorithm. Yeah. Okay. Another way to say it is a system. Okay. Right. Everybody has a system. I'll prove it to you, Chris. You didn't know this, but you have a system in how you hang the toilet paper on the roll. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that. You I see, was, and a I lot of people do, of but they don't know.
1: Now I'm cognizant of the way I do it because I know processes. Okay. I do, I'm even processing <laughs> toilet paper. Okay. Now here's the thing. For example, and I'm not the only one who's done the research here. There was like a Harvard study or Yale study years ago. <laughs> this is true. Clearly, I'm not making, clearly important. I'm not making this up. There, it was a study done years ago that the way you put the toilet paper on the roll will be 20% more efficient or 20% less efficient in how you pull and tear. Okay, <laughs> For example, if you put the toilet paper where the paper comes from the bottom. Which is wrong, by the way. Which is wrong, is less efficient. I don't efficient. care what
0: anyone says, that's wrong.
1: Oh, so you don't do that?
0: I, I do toilet, uh, with the paper over the top. And you didn't even know this study. I didn't know that study. I just know it seemed easy. <laughs> Intuitively, you know, know this was right. Okay. <laughs> so so the point is. But I think that people, especially hotels, do it the other way sometimes because they want to
1: conserve toilet paper. Maybe. Because it's so frustrating to do it I that hate way. That, yeah, I hate, I hate it that sorry, way. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so here's the thing now. If you roll from the top, you're 20% more efficient than if you roll from the bottom. Now, that's just a simple process, an algorithm of how toilet paper works. Here's the thing your life is a series of algorithms, it's a series of processes by which things are going to play out to produce results. Now, here's the thing you're always producing results. The question is are you producing the kind of results you want in your church Mm. or in your ministry, i.e., to make disciples? And so. question. This is what this is the question I want you to think about. What kind of process or system do you have in place right now to produce disciples? Right. Okay. Well
0: and, and when we're tra- we just, again we just came back from a training a lot of questions there, great questions. And one of them is it you know, we, we talk about this process, the discipleship pathway that we use, um, how everything kind of builds into an on ramp or an off ramp of that. We've discussed that before here on the podcast. Yeah. But the challenge is you, you see the light bulb come on in, in leaders' heads, not because we're teaching them something they didn't know, but that they recognize the simplicity of this process. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge, I think, for them is wow, how do I get that simple? Because my current process is a uh, amalgamation of hundreds of different decisions and traditions that we've had in our church yeah. that have led us to where we're at, and I really wish I could kind of clear the board, so to speak, and yeah. start again with just a fresh, simple process, and that's easy for some churches, yeah, um, and probably a challenge for most churches.
1: Yeah, I would say the older your church is, the slower to see change, right? Because you gotta realize, your church didn't get here overnight, and you're not the boy wonder, you know, you have to get over yourself, you're not the boy wonder, the super rock star Christian who God sent there to save the church. They, they don't need you to change them overnight. They didn't get there overnight. Mm-hmm. They're not expecting you to change right. them overnight. So you just have to be patient with people, yes. patient with the process. And, and and listen, I've pastored churches like this. Some of you are pastoring them now. They're thinking, listen, you're only gonna be here. This is what some church folks told me. You're only gonna be here two, three, four years and gone anyway. We've been here long before you pastor. I'm telling you, a guy told me, yeah. and we're gonna be here <laughs> long, long after you're gone, okay? And so- the reality is that's the way some people think. Yeah. So this is a long, slow, arduous process. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, Stepping Stone Baptist Church. They, I mean, some of them are just. <laughs> I'm going to change my name. We're just going to change one, our that's name if that's what's
1: going to happen here. We're just gonna Stepping change
0: our name. Stone <laughs> Baptist Church. Wow. I mean, yeah. uh, no offense to those pastors out there who stay a few years to find a bigger church.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, the, so here's the thing: we need to think about the kind of processes we have in place here. And are we making and producing the kind of product that we think we should be producing and want right. to produce? Okay. So if you I've you're heard up, you say
0: this before. The, the, uh,
1: what your church is producing is what it's designed to produce. Exactly. The system you have, the operating system you have in place is perfectly designed to produce the same kind of results you're producing. And you're going to keep on getting them. And you're going <laughs> to, yeah, you know the old adage. If you keep doing what you're doing. You keep getting what you're You're going to keep getting with what you're getting. Now, here's the profound truth. I want you to think about it's it's very profound
0: before we get to it. Let's take a break. But it's simple. But we're going to come back after this break (laughs) to hear this profound truth in just a moment. Have you been looking for a way to train your church to make disciples? Our team here at Replicate, Robbie Gallaty, Candy Gallaty, Tim LaFleur, Gus Hernandez, and myself, Chris Swain, have put together a digital discipleship blueprint. We've taken our live event that thousands have attended, thousands have been impacted by, and we put it together so that you can get it and watch from the comfort of your own church and show this to your people and use it as a training tool. You will learn how to plan, formulate, and develop a disciple-making culture in your church and its ministries. You can check it out at replicate.org slash buy blueprint, B-U-I blueprint, replicate.org slash by blueprint. If you'd like to check out the digital discipleship blueprint. And we're back. You've been waiting to hear what this profound truth is. Wow. Anytime I hear the word profound truth, you've set yourself up
1: it may not be profound. It's gonna be very <laughs> simple and you're gonna say it's not really much, but.
0: But we had them listening through and that's it's what's important.
1: profoundly helpful. Let okay. me say it that gotcha. way, gotcha. okay? Here's the profound truth I learned and if you could think this way, I'm just telling you, it starts to change everything, okay? Here's what you need to understand. Discipleship is a map, not a menu, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? It is a map, not a menu. It is not a buffet style uh, Chinese Restaurant that has, which I happen to like it t- from time to time. Oh, I love Chinese restaurants. You I, love it. I, I can't I, get I like Candy it. to go to it. Candy, you know, my wife maybe like your wife. If she has a bad experience at yeah. a restaurant, it's over. It's over. Like ten years. Like baby, that was that was like ten years. That was ago. another state. Yeah, that was <laughs> I was in Louisiana. We live in Tennessee. I don't care. I'm never going to Golden Corral. <laughs> well, anyway.
0: I have to agree with her on that one. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. Okay, but the germaphobe in me
0: can't handle the Golden
1: yeah. Corral. <laughs> okay. But this is the thing, a lot of churches, maybe churches you're leading right now, you have this buffet style opportunity of ministry, right? So here's how a buffet works. You go to the buffet and they have every variation of chicken. I didn't even know you can make chicken that way, but apparently these Chinese buffets have figured it out. Sesame chicken, that's right, honey chicken. Orange chicken. Orange chicken. chicken. Lemon chicken. Mongolian, (laughs) Mongolian, Mongolian. (laughs) Mongolian chicken. I didn't even know there was a. That's mango. a man's. That's a man's that is, chicken. That is it's a delicious chicken.
0: Uh, chicken. I'm
1: <laughs> sure. God. But here's the thing, and if you don't see it on the buffet, there's a good chance you can call the back and say, "Hey, can you make this for can me?" You add this, and the the they'll cup. add it to the buffet. <laughs> Let's because that's how you please people, right? Let's just keep adding and adding. Here's the problem with the buffet. You've been here before. Yes. You've been to those one of those extravagant buffets, and you have your plate, Dylan. You've been here, and you don't know what to choose. Yeah, Do I go with the sesame, well, but I like the orange chicken, Right. Do, but the honey chicken, but then I like sweet and sour one chicken. Maybe one of each. Maybe one of each. Or you're paralyzed because there's too many that's, options. That's okay? right. And so here's, here's how, and that's how, sadly, many churches work. You want to come to our church? Here is our plethora of programs, and just choose a few. And by the way, if you don't like it, we'll add it. <laughs> we'll create it. Uh, you, we'll yeah, find it. You start it. We'll support it. Sadly, I mean, I'm going to go meddling here for a moment. I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. Sadly, I've heard friends of mine who've been on staff at churches with senior pastors who lead their ministries this way. Hmm. Sadly. It's like, hey, church down the street, they're trying uh, Alpha. We need to do Alpha. Let's try Alpha. Alpha. Two weeks later, Chris, they come in. Alpha's not going to work. We're going to do evangelism explosion, the next best, greatest thing. Then three weeks later, hey, heard those guys that replicate have a system. Let's try that. And what happens is the turnover is so great that it literally, one, wears your staff out. Right. Because it's always the next best thing, the greatest new thing. Life groups, D groups, connect groups, serve groups. And I've heard a lot
0: of uh, people at churches who when you bring this to them, as, uh, you know, serving on staff, you, may, you probably experience this. Hey, guys, we're going to go in this new direction. Yes, And the people think, oh, we've gone in this new direction six different times in the last six different years.
1: You know, which one's going to stick? Tell you a funny story about long Hollow. Yeah. Okay. So here's happened at long Hollow. Somebody told me this honestly, which I appreciated their uh, openness with me. They came and said, I think the first year you were here, the reason people did not start getting engaged in discipleship groups and discipleship relationships is because they felt like you were the new guy and this was a fad. Mm. They didn't know. They thought he's going to do these, whatever they call D groups and yeah. We'll go back to life groups, which is what we always know, and we'll forget. And you know, he'll stop talking about it. Sure. The problem is, we're three and a half years in, and that's all we still talk about. It's like your life is going to radically change. Well, and I would
0: say the people, for the most part, have embraced it here at Long Island. Absolutely, it's been a huge win, and we're and we're seeing that slow progression in the right direction, that we know is the long term win.
1: Wouldn't you agree? It's because of the stick-to-itiveness and the steadfastness of of the lead team and our inner team here right. of consistently staying on the same well worn path. Absolutely. And it's not. Hey, here's another fad we're gonna try. So, so here back to our point. I don't even know how we got on that. Off on this. <laughs> I but, don't either. But it was but, a,
0: it was a good little journey.
1: It was a good journey. Okay, but here's the thing I want you to leave you with. I want you, here's the exercise for our our, our week uh, until you come back next week with us. Here's the exercise. I want you to do an investigation of your system. Okay. And I want you to figure out exactly what kind of process you have in place. Do you have? Here are your two options. A, a system of a menu. Okay?
0: Yeah. Do you have a menu? Is your ministry
1: or church looking like a menu? Now, if you want an option, just go to the Cheesecake Factory. You ever <laughs> been there before? I, I have. You've been there. You ever seen that menu? I do. I'm paralyzed when I see that. Well, day. here's
0: what I, I've got. I've got a system. Okay. Here's the system for Cheesecake Factory. What
1: do you do? You you
0: go there and you look over the cheesecakes first and you decide on your cheesecake before you order <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> Is that
1: right? what you do?
0: Once you get your cheesecake decided on, then you go back to the appetizer menu. <laughs> and you pick whatever appetizer you think will be enough to lead you to the cheesecake. And then you skip over the menu altogether. Now, and that's not unlike most people's church
1: attendance. Now, here's the funny thing. That, you know what's so funny about what he's saying? I have actually, Dylan, witnessed with my own eyes, him at a restaurant, we were all out with our kids, and he says, so we order our you know, chicken nuggets for the kids, sirloin steak for me, they get to Chris. Chris says, I'll have the double brownie Alamode with ice cream and the pretzel sticks for Appetizer. a meal. <laughs> yeah. He says, but here's what he said bring the dessert first.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, <laughs> he's living what he's teaching. I'm trying you to are living I'm,
1: out. That's exactly you're, right. You're buying what you're selling. That's, that's true. what I like about it. That's you. true. You are buying the product It doesn't you're help selling. my health, but it's certainly it certainly does the not help you. Are. Okay. So back to our, back to our discussion. We're going to close it here. Okay. Here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to evaluate do you have a system of a menu or a buffet, or do you have a map where you're showing people, okay, don't worry about, don't worry about climbing Mount Everest. We're just going to make it to the next marker. Okay. It's yeah. a seven day trip. So chill out. We're going to make it to the yeah. top, but you know, Mount Kilimanjaro I had a friend, uh, in our church calling Mount Kilimanjaro. He said, you take it in stages. And you don't worry about the top part, which the last few you know hundred feet are the hardest. You just take it in stages. Yeah. So we're just going to get to the next marker. We're going to get to the next camp. Yes. That's what I want you to think about. And I want you to evaluate. Now, the problem is this is very hard to do. Sure. Because the reality is you're going to come to the fact of, man, I didn't even realize we had this process. And yeah. now we know why we're not producing disciples. Well, and
0: practically what that means, you know, just uh, an easy way to do this is to look at your church's programming. Start at the top, Sunday morning worship. What else is going on during that time? And and literally list out everything your church is doing. You're doing Sunday school, you're doing Sunday school for students, Sunday school for kids, uh, kids worship programming on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, do you have choir? Do you have uh, do you have youth choir still? Just There's look at your a lot bulletin. of churches that have that. Look at your bulletin. L- listen but, to but your every announcements. Every ministry, every single ministry, because here's what happens. Silos exist and are created because we only think, oh, what I'm doing is pretty busy and packed out and we're not even looking at it through the lens of the whole family.
1: Ooh, that's what we're going to talk about next time. We're going to talk about the danger once you figure out the map or the menu. Let's talk about this next time. The danger of siloed ministries. Mm. Because you can have a map, but you still haven't connected the ministries. For example, the preschool doesn't hand off to the children, mm. and the children doesn't hand off to the, to the student ministry. Watch this. And the student ministry is not handing off to the college ministry, That's and right. therefore, 70 to 80% of high school students mm-hmm. walk away from the church, and we think we know the reason yeah, why. Yeah, if
0: you want to know if whether or not your church is siloed, look at the disconnect between student ministry and how it hands off to the rest of the church. Ooh. That's the number one indicator because every even though they're smaller pieces of that puzzle all of it leads to that moment and that'll be a great conversation next time here on the podcast but before we go let me remind you that we are part of the Lifeway leadership podcast network and our friends over at five leadership questions Ooh. always have good content they're always talking about something great yep. and uh, i mean they talk to people like rosaria butterfield paul tripp albert tate i mean they've got some heavy hitters on there Ooh, nice. i remember once even i think our team was on there.
1: Ooh, Those weren't heavy hitters though, but it was, it was a show of shenanigans. (laughs) I will tell you that
0: a low statistic, uh, listen, (laughs) maybe, but, uh, they do have some great folks on there. Some great leadership questions are asked and some great leadership questions are answered. So Todd Atkins and Daniel M, they lead that podcast, check it out wherever you get your podcast, five LQ and listen today.
1: And speaking of, speaking of that, let me just say one thing, do us a favor. If you have not gone on and given us a review, uh, and, and and uh, go on to the iTunes or wherever wherever you listen.
0: Check the stars. You yeah, give check us as many the stars. stars as you want.
1: Yeah, you and they're free to give. They are. They're yep. still free. That's yeah. right. And you give as many as you want. But uh, go do us a favor right now. Just take a moment and review the podcast. Helps people hear about us and learn about what we're doing.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.